Hey everybody, Mark here. Jessica here. And we are so excited for this episode today as you may be listening to this as you're traveling home for Thanksgiving. Uh, we just hope that you're traveling safely. Yes. And just have a really fun time listening to our the closeout of our series. In your lifetime. In your lifetime. Jess, we have tons of stuff going on. Yes. Coming up. So much. How can people get involved? What do we need help with? Where can we find information about this? Yes, menlo.church. Go there. Okay. There's stuff. Uh, specifically for this next couple months, mm-hmm. menlo.church slash Christmas yep. has everything going on okay. uh, with our campuses going on there. So there's, um, we've got our classic Christmas concert called A Night of Noel. We've got Broom Ball for high school, I think middle school and high school students. Mm-hmm. We've got a family movie night at each campus. Wow. We've got um, volunteer opportunities for Help One Child and Menlo Serves. You can volunteer on our, at our Christmas Eve services. And probably for any of those events, too. And for any of those events, they, mm-hmm. yeah, if you want to do broom ball at like 11 p.m. So on a Saturday night, honestly, though, yeah. it is going to be a highlight of your life because <laughs> it is so fun. Don't fall because if you're older than 30, you will be in pain for a couple days, <sighs> but... <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> I grew up like doing broom ball at camp and uh, with my high school. And so it's like so sweet. It's such a fun time. Here's maybe a dumb question. Yeah. Is broom ball, is broom ball on ice? It depends. It can be oh, both. It can be. Okay. Yeah. So it's usually like on a ring, uh, ice rink and you wear shoes um (laughs) and you like how i usually play it was like there's a special like not a hockey stick i don't even know what you'd call it a broom no it wasn't even a broom it was (laughs) like had a rubber end um but then you have an actual ball instead of a puck and you play hockey kind of that way but i've also played it on carpet um and i've also played it with brooms so it just depends on where you go cool Well, thanks so much. Uh, We're excited. If you want to get involved at all, you can text our team 650-600-0402 for any of the online stuff that we have going on here. And we're just so thankful for everyone's continuous generosity to help this online ministry keep going. Yes, totally. We're able to do this because of people that are volunteering with us and people that are giving. um, And we're just so grateful that in this season people can be reached through the internet to help them feel less isolated and find ways to plug into community. So thank you for making a difference. Thank you, Mark, for making a difference in the online community. Thank you. And now let's bring on Phil to talk about stuff for the Menlo Midweek Podcast. Hi, everybody. Mark here. (laughs) Welcome to the Menlo Midweek Podcast. My name is Mark. My name is Jessica. Phil's back with us today. Good to see you, Should we make it just that he gets to say, and my name is Phil. Yeah. I mean, I, I you don't can wanna, do your own intro. Uh, yeah, sure. I don't want to. He's gonna be so extra and like have like a light show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And sure. my name is. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, perfect. That would be great. That would That's be great. totally me. And if yeah. you're listening to this as it comes out, happy almost Thanksgiving. Oh my gosh! So close. I'm so, so hungry close. already. I can I can taste the mashed potatoes. Favorite side dish? <sighs> mashed potatoes and gravy. Yeah. There. I mean, is there another option? Yes. What? Anything Japanese, because oh. that's what I grew up with. <laughs> sure. On Thanksgiving, um, we would always have rice and and like a Chinese chicken salad on Thanksgiving. Okay, and with then, like the regular. And then my mom would bring the mashed potatoes and yeah, the cheesy yeah. potatoes, and yeah. that sounds great actually. Um, we'd have so, we'd sometimes we'd have sushi. Sometimes we would have um, like a my we would make a fried. It was kind of it's actually I don't know if I've ever seen it anywhere else. We'd basically take teriyaki chicken. Put it in a wrap and then fry the wrap. So it's like a, it's like an egg roll, hmm. but filled with teriyaki chicken. What kind of wrap? 
like a like an egg roll wrap or like a burrito like a tortilla? yeah like an egg roll wrap okay yeah so that was pretty good Are you um gonna bring that next week for us i can but this <laughs> this year check this out my my dad and my brother just went um lobster <gasps> stop catching, it diving Ooh, they didn't gosh. dive hooping i don't know what it's called but they just went out of catalina and you can keep seven lobsters a person and so oh. they have lobster. We're going to do lobster and prime rib oh, for Thanksgiving. I'm coming I'm over so to your house. Oh, my god! I'll try to bring some back up, to that be honest, because yeah. they, they save some for us as we're going to drive down. Okay. So if there's any extra, I'll, oh there will be some. I love I'll bring lobster. You some. That, my, oh. like, all-time best meal. Yeah. Maybe not all-time. But uh, when my dad's parents passed away, they did. They passed away, like, within a year and a half of each yeah. other. And so they had just kind of like one service for both of them. Yeah. And they had set aside money for the family to go out to dinner after to like a really, really nice restaurant. So mm -hmm. my aunt was like, get whatever you want. And I was like, I'm getting the lobster with the risotto and an old fashioned. Ooh. And it was. <sighs> that so sounds. It was incredible. I don't know the last time I had lobster. <laughs> oh my to gosh, be it was so good. Man, I'm so excited. Oof. Yes, I do. I actually grew up like I had a really weird thing, but most kids do with yeah. texture. And I did not like mashed potatoes because oh. my both sides of the family made it with lumps in it. I'm like, why would you have this yummy, creamy thing yeah. and then ruin it with lumps? I, I just didn't understand it. But mashed yeah. potatoes are delicious. So I don't good. know if that's my I think that's probably I like it all so much. I'm so, so hungry now. I know. Me too. Well, we're praying that if you're if you're traveling, you can get places safely. Yes. Um, I know Thanksgiving can also be hard for a lot of people, mm -hmm. especially if home wasn't the best growing up or there was a loss at some point during this season. So thoughts and prayers for you as well. Yeah. Um, we talked a little bit about um, not doing it alone at the end of last episode, if you listen to that. And yeah. so we are praying that you are not alone. And if you are, you can reach out to us, text our team, 650-600-0402. We'd just love to step in and pray for you yeah, at any point. So, absolutely. Um, praying for everyone to get places safely. And uh, this was the last week of our In Your Lifetime series. Woo. We get to wrap it up and wrap land this plane and never think about legacy again. Right, Phil? <laughs> um, I hope not. <laughs> did I miss, did yeah, I miss yeah, out I on the point not. of this? Maybe, yeah, maybe okay. check My out bad. a couple My of bad. the messages. But yeah, yeah, yeah we uh, had a chance to talk a little bit about, um, you know, hopefully what feels like forward momentum of what does it mean to share our legacy and that's you know we feel that weight as a community as a church and uh certainly celebrating 150 years but then just for you as a person maybe as your family whether you're married or single whether you connect to this on kind of the younger end of the age spectrum or the older age of the spectrum mm -hmm. um that we are actually all leading and leaving a legacy in yep. real time and i think a lot of times we feel like we get a whole bunch of time in front of us before we have to worry about this. We've tried to tap into that a few times over yeah. the course of the series. And I would just say, you know, I have a, a friend um, who's a pastor in Dallas at another church in our denomination named Brian and uh, Brian Dunnigan, uh, mm. amazing dude, amazing dude. And 43 years old, dies in his sleep. And nothing was wrong with him. He's a healthy guy. Um, and I think the beauty of Brian's story mm is that he did lead and leave an incredible mm -hmm. legacy. And it would have looked a lot different if he would have said, oh, I'll deal with that when I'm in my 60s. But mm -hmm. there is a sort of compound interest to our life and the faithfulness mm -hmm. we live. And, mm -hmm. you know, kind of this idea in the message of we want it to be, hey, do what I say, not what I do. Let me live a disconnected life. 
between what I say I am and what I really am or what I say you should be and what I model. Mm -hmm. But the actual unshakable reality is that the legacy that we're modeling is the one that we're multiplying. That is the one that our kids are going to follow. That is the one that our closest friends are going to emulate. Mm -hmm. That is the one that coworkers are going to see and whether you realize it or not, start following pieces of. And so if you're not happy about that, mm -hmm. uh, the answer isn't, first, how do I say something different? The answer first is, how do I live something mm -hmm. different? Yeah. And so um, we got to see Paul give that instruction to Timothy as well. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a piece in intentionality there, Yeah, where we have to be mindful of not only what we're doing today, well, I guess, yes, mostly what we're doing today, not an expectancy of I'll do this in the future later, or when I get X thing, then I will start behaving or acting in this way. And so how can we be intentional with modeling what we have? Maybe if we're not in a place where we feel like, what does that look like if we're not like, I don't know if I'm modeling things well. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know if I'm in a spot where I want to replicate what I'm, how, what and how I'm living. I think also too, when you're, I was thinking of like when I was, leading students, mm -hmm. you're very aware of how you're modeling mm. your life because you know that there are people watching you. But when you're not in that season, then also what does that look like too of like, oh, I, people aren't watching me and there's no one paying attention to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think mm. you're right. What, whether it's uh, maybe you're serving with kind of a next gen environment or you have like relatives that are kind of looking at you. It's funny with social media, right? Because some of the things that we used to feel like were private now we broadcast, right? Mm -hmm. And so, hey, how, do I feel good about what people see in my life and mm. my day to day? Um, but I, I also think that, um, you know, that the sort of the question of integrity is the question is, who are we when no one is watching? Mm -hmm. yeah. And um, the, I think the, the spiritual principle of that is that that person, as much as we don't want to admit it, is a part of who we are. Now, I wouldn't say... Uh, so cynically that that's who you really are. I, but I do think that's a part of who we are. Mm -hmm. And whether we may not, whether we want to admit that or not, I think being able to say, what is, what is the lowest common denominator of my character right now? And what does it mean for me to really start to address that? And for some people, maybe that's spiritual direction. For some people, maybe that's a counselor. For some people, that's just as basic as getting into a life group. For some people, that's developing a regular practice in your life of connecting with God. We talked about one last week with examine. But maybe that for you is just, I'm going to start a devotional, right? And mm -hmm. it's going to be Advent season. It's an amazing time mm -hmm. to get an Advent devotional and just ha start a daily practice. Perfect. Yeah. Start a daily <laughs> practice of connecting with God. And like, I think I'm not saying do all of that. I'm saying do any of it. Like mm -hmm. just pick one uh, that God might be able to use it as a flashlight to look at some things in your life. And then the great news is if you're a follower of Jesus, you have the Holy Spirit inside of you that wants to empower, is waiting to empower you mm -hmm. uh, to live a transformed life. And so um, I, I do think that it can feel overwhelming, um, yep. but as much as it, you know, there's a dental term that maybe we've talked about before called bifurcation. Have we talked? Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And so th th I think there's this, I, there's this tendency we have to say, well, I'm going to just continue to prop up the stuff in my life that's good. And, and you know what? Like, the sort of unavoidable, really hard stuff that I don't want to deal with, I'll just let that continue to flounder. But it, the bad stuff will eventually infect the good stuff. Mm -hmm. And so if you're not dealing with that at all, mm -hmm. it's just a matter of time, right? Mm -hmm. The text says, be sure your sin will find you out. Um, that's not saying 
God's waiting to drop the dime on you. It's saying like, mm -hmm. it's going to leak. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can keep it compartmentalized. And you don't have to. And so uh, I would say whatever it looks like to bring light and life to where there is death and darkness in your life, mm -hmm. I think this is a, I think Advent is a great season to be yeah. thinking about and processing that. And as we do that, the legacy that we lead and the legacy that we leave behind, I think matches what Paul talked to Timothy about when he mm. says, hey, I, I gave you an example. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to take that example. I want you to give it to other people who will be faithful to share it also. This idea of legacy replication is inherent in what we're all doing here. Mm. And if we're not intentional about it, we'll just keep coasting. Mm. Yeah. And uh, I, I think that you'll look back on your life, and there's lots of personal achievements, lots of accomplishments, lots of leisure that you will have been glad to do, but no one is going to go, man, I wish I would have spent less time investing in the next generation. I wish I would have <laughs> I wish I would have spent less time being intentional about the life that I modeled because now I see mm -hmm. people that are following that pattern. Um, and you know what I think I just overdid it. Like I've just never I just don't think that's a mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't think that's what we can expect mm -hmm. in the later years of our life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You answered a lot of the questions that I was going to ask during that. <laughs> so that was great. You're welcome. Um, when we're thinking about this idea of modeling to multiply, are we thinking about the modeling? Are we thinking about the multiply? What is our hmm. focus? And what's, I mean, and a lot of times you can see on social media, people trying to sell things, trying to multiply what they're doing. But I don't know if what they're selling is actually modeling things well. Right. So... Is, is modeling and living a life pursuing Jesus is a byproduct of that, people catching on and saying, I want to live like that? Is there something infectious about someone that is pursuing God? Or is it someone that's saying, hey, I have this thing going on, um, and it's such mm -hmm. a big part of my life that I need to share this with you. I need to talk to you about Jesus. So where, how can mm -hmm. we approach this in a way that we aren't selling, you know, aren't selling something, but yeah. also modeling it well and multiplying? multiplying well which comes first yeah maybe yeah. that's maybe yeah. that's the thank you yeah <laughs> let me summarize yeah. the chicken or the egg yeah i mean I, I think that's a great question uh i uh i think modeling certainly comes first okay um you know like we but you, you're never going to be perfect right so mm -hmm. it's not like let me get the model right and then once that's good we start shipping them out you're <laughs> it's always a moving target because every season of our life is going to bring new challenges mm -hmm. of what modeling really means, mm. um, what it means to model following Jesus well. I, I met with a high school student um, last week, and a uh, great young man, senior in high school, mature beyond his years by a lot. But if I dropped him in at 25, he's not ready for 25. Mm -hmm. mm. Senior in high school. He doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. He has to be ready for today. Mm -hmm. And so I think that modeling is a little bit of a moving target, right? We right. get ready for the next season by walking faithfully in this one. And the and the more seasons we don't walk faithfully in, the more ground it feels like we have to make up when we finally go, all right, Lord, I'm ready. Let's, yep. let's, uh, let's retune some things in my life. But I also think that... Um, there's that line, you know, preach the gospel always and when necessary, use words. Mm -hmm. um, it's always necessary to use words. Nobody's going to look at you drinking wine responsibly and be like, oh, I'm ready to give my life to Jesus. Let's go. Like, 
know. That you happened cut yourself to me off after one glass. Right, like, oh my goodness. Wow. Wait, you skipped, I did you skipped that part of the movie because it was inappropriate. Oh my oh. goodness. Tell me more about Tell Jesus. More about, yeah. um, I did stop at one glass last wait, night, by great, the way. Great job. So if anybody great. needs to come to Jesus, way to go. I yeah, do. yeah. Great job. But I think that um, I think that there's just something really important about understanding that we can't wait till we're perfect before we hmm. communicate what it is. But mm-hmm. I think so much of it is about our motivation, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think about the people that modeled following Jesus well for me, not perfectly, but modeled following Jesus well for me as a kid, and there was nothing in it for them. There was nothing in it for them. that mm. They didn't get a check. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they, it was just like, hey, I've experienced the person of Jesus in my life, and as imperfect as my pursuit of him is, it's sincere, and I want you to see it, and I want to exp- explain how this can be true in your life as well. Um, and so because I've experienced that, I want other people to experience it. And if you've ever had it before where you've had a chance to pour into somebody, and then over the course of years and years, you watch that person grow up and pour into others. Like, yep. There's nothing better mm-hmm. in life than that. Yep. Nobody knows my name. They know that person's name. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get to look at it and say, God, this... This plan that you have of following you, it actually works. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that, to your point, Mark, I think that's a fair... You know, when we watch... I was just talking to Alyssa about this, um, that uh, I think before COVID, it felt like multi-level marketing schemes were everywhere. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. just all... It was yep. like, hey, would you like to... Do, would you like an interesting investment idea? Like, no, I stop. Please don't. Um, <laughs> and it, it felt like it was all style and no substance. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was like, well, here's what we we have the best athleisure clothing in the world. Mm-hmm. And you can get your first pair of pants for 10 cents. And then I'll ship a truckload of them to your garage <laughs> and you sell them to your family and friends and you're a millionaire. And it felt like, man, this... It just feels like so much dirty kind of bait and switch. What's yeah. really happening? And I think that it didn't feel sincere. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think that our motivation, right. is it for personal gain? Is it for the good of other people? Is it a, so is it a sincere yep. expression of my own life? Mm-hmm. I think those are all really important questions that become a set of inventory questions. Not we ask them once and then we're done, mm-hmm. but regularly going, all right, Lord, do I care more about this person's approval? And so, therefore, I'm going to change how I act, behave, or what I say, mm-hmm. or do I care more about their eternal destiny and relationship with you? Mm-hmm. My relationship will be different with them, mm-hmm. depending on how I think about that. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I, I think that we we will all drift towards um, a version of sort of cultural Christianity where we are secret agents for God. And uh, I, I just think God wants something so much better for us than that. Yeah, I do think of even like with social media, some of the like, you know, influencers or whatever you I follow, you can tell when they are trying to get more followers mm. versus you can tell when they're just being their authentic self mm-hmm. and just want to share their life with people, share what they're going through, share what they have. And they're like, I don't care if there's people watching this. Like, I just, like, even if there's one person that's watching this and that they can relate or whatever, like, I feel great about that. I think that's that's kind of how I look at what you were saying. Like, it's really clear when someone's just like, 
hey, like and subscribe, follow, do all mm. these things. But then it's like when people are actually authentic and just want to like share and be there, you can see that difference. And I'm always more drawn to the authenticity part of it. And so I think mm. that, you know, just another example of how do we how clear it is when you're modeling for like just because you are a Christian and mm -hmm. that's where it is instead of like I got a model so that people will follow me and that mm -hmm. people will follow Jesus mm -hmm. it's very clear I think well and it, I mean our motivations can shift yeah. over time too so mm -hmm. if we're not if we're not regularly asking that question I think sometimes we can even deceive ourselves mm -hmm. you know right. I talked about in the message um, we're like in this weird place where Silicon Valley believes so much in itself and the power to change mm -hmm. the world is sort of wrapped up in so much of what we think of as innovation and technology companies and all that stuff. Like, I don't, I think Sam Bankman-Fried probably started out genuinely trying to democratize financial currencies around the world, right? Hmm. I think that um, Elizabeth Holmes probably <laughs> genuinely started out trying to express what does it look like to help people mm -hmm. by making blood uh, testing much easier and mm -hmm. more accessible. Mm -hmm. We have so many examples where what started likely as this altruistic positive motivation, mm -hmm. and over time it sort of drifted because it can drift for all of us. Mm -hmm. And and so I think being able to regularly look back and say, hey, are my motivations still that? Are they still sincere? Is this really still for the good of other people? Um, and some of that is letting people in our life point out when they, they're not going to be like, hey, I think that your motivations have changed. But being able to say like, hey, what, what have you observed in me over the last mm. six months? Man, I, you know what? I'll be honest. Like, it feels like, uh, it feels like you're more interested in what other people think of you than the, than you used to be, right? And so, mm. having people around us that we give permission for that kind of feedback, yeah. I think, can create so kind of the traffic lights in our life that help us to slow down, <laughs> to stop, to reflect, um, and maybe to try something different. Mm -hmm. um, because if we expect to be able to detect it and fix it on our own, mm -hmm. uh, we likely will not. Yeah. So. so much of what I thought about legacy as we were going through this, um, I had to relearn how I approached that because I always thought it was stock up what you have now so eventually other people can inherit that. Mm -hmm. yeah. But in within the last three weeks, that's kind of shifted to, no, like take inventory of what God has given you to do today mm -hmm. and try to live in a way that is open to what God wants you to do with that in that moment, in that conversation, um, in that first waking moments of the day. Am I reaching for my phone? Or am I reaching for something that I know that's going to set my day off with reflection or something like that? And right. so um, when, I, when we're talking about trying to share a legacy with those around us, how can we as people that are maybe on different places with God, places with ourselves, different places in life stages, how, how can we be sure that we want to leave a legacy? Meaning, um, how, how can I try to ask this? <laughs> I don't <all>? know. <laughs> Is there a, do I need to be at a certain place to leave a legacy? Um, I mean, I think you probably need to be at a place, certain place to leave a good legacy, but you will leave a legacy. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of us yeah. will leave a legacy. It's it's funny that you juxtapose the way you thought about legacy, which is the way I think a lot of people think about mm -hmm. it, inheritance, right, mm -hmm. versus the way we framed legacy. Um, because when we look at 
some of the richest people in the world 100 years ago, what they were doing is they were multiplying who they were, right? Like they mm -hmm. had, they were wildly successful maybe in certain areas of their life, mm -hmm. but their character was really fractured. Mm -hmm. And so oftentimes they would leave a bunch of money to their kids who would squander all of it. Mm -hmm. And so you didn't see very many, um, you know, intergenerational, multi-generational, wildly successful national level things because mm -hmm. the kids were a reflection of the character that they saw in their parents. They had gotten an inheritance yep. financially, yep. but they had not gotten a moral vision. They had not gotten an inheritance in their character mm. that was going to help them live that out. Also, mm. the first generation, their character, they sort of had time to grow into that wealth and what to do with it. The next generation didn't. And so, you know, it's funny to think about it now. You see more and more um, really, really wealthy people who I would say are sort of learning this lesson a little bit, mm -hmm. and they're not just giving their kids all of their stuff. They're going, oh, I'm going to actually donate a whole lot of it. Mm -hmm. um, my kids don't need it. They have what they need, or mm -hmm. I'm going to give them something small that will help them in life, but too much I know won't, right? Mm -hmm. And so this idea of, like, how can I just leave my kids more and better than mm -hmm. what I had, uh, I think sometimes that can be counterproductive. And Interesting. It, it undermines, I think, the better question of, if I thought about material inheritance and moral inheritance, and I could only leave my kids with one, which one would I choose? Mm. Um, That's good. Because the truth is you're yeah. going to leave them a piece of both. Yep. Um, but if, if we don't think about this sort of moral inheritance, this center of gravity for my soul, mm. um, if we don't fill in the blank, culture and society will. Mm -hmm. And I promise you don't want the next generation, whether that's you have kids or that's just people that are you've invested in for your life, you don't want that to be the vision that they have for their life. It yeah. is it is not a life-giving vision. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's good. Was that yep. what you're trying to ask? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think I was trying to sort out a lot of thoughts at the same time. Yeah. Um, but that really hit at the heart of what we've been talking about, which is leaving a legacy. And so as we are exiting of this series, any thoughts and reflections or, or things that you absolutely want people to take away from this before we start looking ahead to Advent, which is a journey in itself and a legacy in itself. Mm -hmm. And so um, let's just take a moment and reflect. Um, legacy in your <laughs> lifetime. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that it is easy. Uh, I played... I played football when I was young, and there's a line when you play quarterback that when you're quarterback, you get more credit than you deserve when you win, mm. and you get more blame than you mm. deserve when you lose. And uh, I think that at a place like Menlo, it's easy in a moment like this for this moment of leadership to take more credit than we deserve for mm. the last 150 years. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, we are an important piece of a story, but we're just a piece. Yeah. And I think that your life, whatever season or situation you're in, you're a, you're a piece of where your story is right now, but there have been generations that have led up to where you are, and by God's grace, there will be generations that flow, whether that's your own biological family or the kind of ripples of influence you have in your life. And so I think um, just understanding the inevitability of that legacy and the introspection necessary to be intentional with that legacy uh, I, I think that uh, it is really, really easy, really easy to forget it. And uh, culture will regularly say, that's a, that's a f for later problem. Don't worry about it now. Mm -hmm. Just go live your life. Do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we didn't really go into Ecclesiastes in this series, but we've been in it a little bit this fall. And I think that 
society is so consumed with us chasing after the wind in America, we use the phrase, the pursuit of happiness. It's not the acquisition of happiness, it's the pursuit of it. Hmm. We're the dog chasing the car. We wouldn't know what to do with it if we mm -hmm. got it. Hmm. And, um, and so being able to set back and say, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. as much as culture just wants me to run and consume, run and experience, run and consume, um, there is a steadiness that God is calling me to live in my life. And it doesn't mean you can't mm -hmm. be you. Do all the fun things. Have a great time. Um, but not at the expense of influencing people and letting God influence you in a way that's going to give you meaningful mm -hmm. life now and forever. I feel like there were kind of two through lines for this series and pretty much your life and being a follower of Jesus, this is what should be in your life, is examine, being able to say, mm -hmm. am I leaving a good legacy? Am I living a good life? Mm -hmm. Am I being moral? Are people, if people are watching me, is this a good place to be? And then community of having people yep. surrounding you who are speaking into your life and saying, hey, you're not. <laughs> you're not at where you're supposed to be. You're not leaving a good legacy. Um, and loving you and helping you see um, where you're failing and where you're thriving and that kind of stuff. And both of those, I think, come back to just being really self-aware also and just being like knowing that you need one or the other or both in your life. And so you mentioned it uh, last week a little bit about like spiritual direction or therapy or um, I know that I used to really struggle with self-awareness and I just kind of as an Enneagram seven just lived on the surface and was just mm. like, we don't need to go down and like figure out what's going on. We're fine. Um, but through therapy and just lots of conversations with friends, just learning how to really dig in mm. and understand that there is so much going on down there under the surface. That's so much deeper and really connecting with God and like, what does that look like in my life to let other people speak into my life and to let God speak into my life mm -hmm. using the prayer of examine. So uh, text us if you need mm -hmm. suggestions on any of that. Mm -hmm. um, we've got some awesome resources on our web and um, ways to get connected to different people who can help you and get in a life group. If you're not yeah, already, definitely. there's tons of opportunities to get connected to people. Yeah. And I think too, um, I think those are great call-outs. I, I think that, you know, Paul, he uses this metaphor in the passage from this message. He says, um, he, he gives three metaphors. He talks about uh, us as soldiers who don't get entangled in civilian pursuits. He talks about us as athletes who don't get crowned unless we compete according to the rules. And mm -hmm. he talks about us as hardworking farmers who ought to have the first share of the crops. And I think those are really helpful metaphors to sort of give ourselves permission in mm -hmm. some of that introspection and examine. Um, to be able to say, first, that, that there are going to be things I don't focus on or focus on less if I'm going to focus on God more. Mm -hmm. We want a life that's additive. We want to go like, how do I just add another thing to my day? How do I add right. another thing to my week? And there is only so much time in your day, you know? Like, we have to make choices of priorities, mm. and you'll decide if this is the one you want to live. And it's not necessarily I'm going to make my priority a legacy. I'm going to make my priority faithfully following Jesus every day. And if I do that, it will shape my legacy. And I think the the idea, the yeah. one that I yeah. really want to leave people with around this idea of a hardworking farmer is that farmers work really, really, really hard. Mm -hmm. Like if you've met a farmer, it's unbelievable. Um, but they are doing very little of the work to generate growth. Basically, they're just like mm. sort of setting up all the things in their life 
uh, they're you know tilling the soil, they're planting seeds, they're setting it up. But especially if it's one where they're depending on rain, right? Mm. The condition of the soil, the rain, the sun, all of those factors are not things that a farmer can control. Mm. And wow. so in your own life, I would just say to position yourself to recognize God wants to bring the rain. God wants to till the soil of your heart and life. God wants to bring the warmth of the sun to your life. Mm-hmm. And so don't feel the pressure to be the farmer from beginning to end that does everything. You can't. Mm-hmm. You're just saying, God, how do I make room in my life to receive the nutrients that you long for me to live with? Mm-hmm. And for some of us, I think one of the places we get stuck is we feel responsible to do our part and God's part yeah. in spiritual uh, renewal. And wow. that just isn't what we see in the text. And so I'm yeah. thankful for those call-outs from Paul. That's yeah. so good. I think it's good to dive into the farming stuff because yeah. probably most of us here don't have any sort of background yeah. or know anything mm-hmm. about farming. Mm-hmm. I grew tomatoes. It's good. Good work. Good Thanks. work. Way to go. What's the fishing <laughs> metaphor of right, that? Right. Yeah. The fishing metaphor yeah. would be that you can have a really good lure. Yeah. You can be at the exact right spot in the water. Mm-hmm. But you can't control the weather. Nope. Can't control the current. Mm-hmm. And you can't make the fish bite. Yeah. Lots of it that's out Live of that Oof. story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is my fishing career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, now I get it. Yeah. yeah. But the idea of the preparation for you to do the things in order for God to enter into the story. And that's really what Christmas is. That's God entering into mm-hmm. our Segway story. King, ladies and Emmanuel, Man. God with us. And that's mm-hmm. where we're headed next. That's exactly right. Woo! Yeah. Yep. So can I'm you ready. give us a little preview of what's to come? Yeah. So there are a couple ways to do series like Christmas, right? You can go pretty high church uh, where mm-hmm. you're thinking about this through very traditional lens. Mm-hmm. Um, and we did some of that a year ago. Uh, and then you can do something that's maybe a little bit more nostalgic fun, that's what we're doing this year. And so we're going to do a series called Christmas at the Movies, where we're going to take some um, prophecies from the uh, Hebrew Scriptures about Jesus, some from the story of the Incarnation, Mm -hmm. um, and then we're going to take each week a specific Christmas movie um, and highlight how a lot of what we think about as Christmas movies actually... (laughs) they really kind of come from this bigger story <laughs> mm-hmm. of God's love for us. That's why they're Christmas movies. Um, die Hard Notwithstanding. Um, <laughs> so, There's a story uh, in there, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So each week... It's the Gospel sh- of Bruce. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Each week you'll show up and you'll hear kind of this, hopefully this Christmas movie that evens the playing field, even if uh, maybe you invite somebody or somebody comes around sure. Christmas time that's not a Christian, which happens actually quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, we'll bridge into... What does this mean for you as you once again position your heart to anticipate and commemorate Jesus' birth 2,000 years ago? I think a lot of what we do around this time of the year pushes us to go really fast. Mm -hmm. And I think what we want to do with a little bit of nostalgia in our tool belt is slow us down, Mm -hmm. look backwards, process and be thankful and let that inform the pace Mm. of everything else we're doing Mm. uh, so that we can be sort of the non-anxious presence, Mm -hmm. the unhurried friends in relationships around a table at Christmas as we're thinking about that gift we want to give someone, as we're thinking about showing up to the office party, like the stakes are so high Mm -hmm. for us to show up as followers of Jesus well in this season, and hopefully we'll help you Mm. do just that. Um, Are we sharing the movies? Go for or it. do you want them to be a surprise? Um, I mean, I, I kind of want them to be a surprise. Let's do it. It's, Let's it's, leave it. It's, it's in, but yep. uh, 
They're going to be fun ones. I think yeah. everyone, even if you haven't seen every movie, you have heard of every movie, mm-hmm. and the recap will get you there. So, yeah. 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 There's a lot happening yes. uh, this Christmas season. We've already got menlo.church slash Christmas is up and running on our wow. website, and there is so much happening. There's different opportunities to serve with Menlo Serves, mm-hmm. as well as Help One Child Giving Tree. Um, yeah. We've also got Christmas decorating. Each campus is doing... Um, I believe it'll be November 19th. Yes. Has that passed already? <laughs> no. Yeah, the Sunday after Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. No. That's the 29th. That's wrong. So never yeah. mind. I'm going to oh. stop talking. Um, but there's also, there's uh, we need volunteers for our Christmas Eve services. Menlo Park is having six services. The other campuses are having three. Yep. So we always need volunteers for that. So make sure you go to our website and look at all the fun things happening. There's We have our normal, um, our legacy service, Anton Leeds. Um, called the classic christmas concert yeah it's a little different this year called a night of noel it's a little more Mm. stripped down it's not as big of an orchestra but it's still led by anton so it's still going to be incredible i'm going to be there my daughter's there it's so so fun and beautiful i didn't get the the invite to play any instruments yet so i'm sure i'm sure i'll be playing up there at some point you know when they send those over yeah yeah. There's stuff for students. There's family movie night for kids. Uh, there's just so much happening mm-hmm. uh, to get you connected to Menlo yep. and help you take your next step and serve. So, again, menlo.church slash Christmas. So good. Do and it. thanks, Jess, for always providing all the details. You're welcome. That's right. So good. <laughs> um, Phil said it best last Menlo midweek, and I'm going to try to parrot his language and incorporate it into what we're saying um, during this season. As the season can be fun family building um, community but it could also be isolating mm-hmm. as well and so if you are a longtime listener and attender of online things here at menlo but haven't taken a step yet to join a campus or reach out to to join a serving team on sundays online or um get in a life group that either meets you know online or or at a campus as well this would be a great time of year to do yeah. so um, we believe that God has so much for you when you join into community. Mm-hmm. And so um, we're, we're hopeful and, and praying that you can feel encouraged enough to take a step. If you need any more encouragement, you can text our team, 650-600-0402. Help, help, I would love to help you take that step. So uh, we're excited. Phil, thanks so much for everything. And um, Happy man, Thanksgiving. Christmas is almost here. Cue the Christmas music, everyone. What about Thanksgiving music? Yeah, we need... What is Thanksgiving music? <laughs> Bob's Burgers right TV show. They have a <laughs> Christmas episode every or Thanksgiving episode every uh, year. They've got a couple songs in there that yeah. are pretty good. Okay, we'll throw uh, one I think there's an Adam Sandler song nice. about Thanksgiving. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Are you sure it's not about Hanukkah? I know, right? There is one, but I think he has a Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving one too. Yeah. Perfect. Well, happy Bye. Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>